0: Yes, it is morning this time. I think morning. we did evening last time, right? I, I don't was remember. Evening. I think because like we hadn't done evening in a long time and we wanted to get it done. Anyways, it's morning. So good morning.
1: And we're alive.
0: We are alive. No damage done.
1: We could have burnt to a crisp we last night.
0: Burnt to a crisp because of the um, weather, the, the freezing temperatures outside. No, actually, because of my (laughs) stupidity, we could have burnt to a crisp. Yay.
1: Lesson learned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Friends, I know this sounds obvious, but pour water over your used coals. Just do it so that your house doesn't burn down. (laughs) Okay, I guess we're starting off with this story. This is great. Um, so yeah, uh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of backstory first. Okay, so the backstory is the weather portion of the episode because we always talk about weather, right? Um, so here in Austin, it has been cold, and I know that sounds stupid because Texas, you don't know what cold is. When it is freezing or below, that is cold. Okay, so it's been freezing for the past couple days. Yeah. Uh, since Monday. Anyways, um, so it S- yesterday was Tuesday. The day before that was Monday, and the city pretty much shut down because it was sleeting yesterday was all day. Wednesday. Yesterday the day was Wednesday. That was Tuesday. Was Tuesday. Dang it. My days are all jacked T- up.
1: Tuesday, it like, was sleeting, yes. and there's just but, ice everywhere.
0: But Monday was pretty cold as well. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so it hadn't hit freezing yet on Monday. Okay, and rewind. Monday. Very cold, almost freezing. Tuesday, it was freezing, it rained overnight, so all the rain froze and it was sleeting throughout the day. So there was a layer of ice on everything. Um, So the city pretty much shut down Tuesday. Uh, Yesterday was Wednesday and it was getting warmer as in the high of 40. Um, So still around freezing, but higher than freezing itself so um i oh also i got a grill for christmas yay super awesome i don't know if i'd mention that at all Um, uh, but I i've been so. excited to grill some food outside and we had some chicken breasts and i wanted to grill them with some uh veggies and
1: it, it was delicious
0: oh well, thank you it turned out okay
1: it was delicious
0: i need to work on my technique <sighs> um anyways So we grilled last or I grilled um, by like starting the fire and then immediately stepping inside and watching through the sliding glass door. It's pretty awesome. Um, So we grilled whatever Um, the used coals at the end of the night when I was cleaning the grill. So, you know, you grill and then a few hours, I just kind of left it open Um, after I was done grilling a few hours go by. I'm like, okay, I'm sure the coals are done because it's like 25 degrees outside. Maybe not, maybe like 30 degrees. Anyways, so I take the used coals and I put them in our fire pit. And I'm like, this wood that's in our fire pit has ice all over it. So this is gonna be fine, no worries, right? 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 (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, So that is my mistake. I'm an idiot.
1: So then my part of the story.
0: 2 a.m., okay, fast forward. (laughs)
1: Josie wakes up. She sleeps in our room. Uh, and so I wake up to nurse her. And it's like bright orange in our room. And I'm like, why? Why is it so bright in here? Why is it orange? What is happening? But it's not just bright orange. Like the bright orange is moving, like flickering. And so I s- stand up and look outside of our window and our window peers like right straight down into our backyard basically where the fire pit is and there's a huge fire in our fire pit and I'm like it takes me a second to process because I'm half asleep right? and I'm just like I won't say what I actually was thinking because it was (laughs) a bad word but I was just like what the... (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, my first thought was that a homeless person wandered into our backyard and started a fire to keep himself warm.
0: Of course, because it (laughs) wouldn't have been your dumb husband.
1: (laughs) So I was like looking around the backyard, like from our window, to see if I could see someone. Like, not, I, I don't know why. Like, for some reason in my head, this all took like, Minutes when I'm sure it only took like seconds, but I was mm-hmm. just so out of it that like I didn't know what was happening. So yeah. then I just like, Josie was already awake, so it was pretty darn bright in the room. And so I like turned and like woke up Josh and was like, Why is there I think a-? I
0: was, I think I was already half awake.
1: Okay, but because I, was, I just
0: remember no, 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 you didn't ask me why, you asked like, me,
1: did, did you start st- a fire? fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, you know, for half a second I'm like, no, why would I start a fire? And then immediately my brain is like, "Oh, there's a fire." <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I told you no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I looked out the window and I see this huge fire in our fire pit and I'm like, "Oh, no." Like I immediately jump into. You know when you're you're woken when you're sleeping and you wake up and like you overslept, you know, or something like that. Yeah. like I'm So you just, away. yeah, exactly. You just jump into go mode and you're like shaking because your body wasn't prepared to wake up at that moment. And so I, and I actually slept in my clothes cause it was cold. So that was helpful. <laughs> so I just run downstairs and throw my shoes on and put my contacts in. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even bother with socks. I don't care about socks. I just wanted shoes <laughs> on my feet. Um, because then I walk outside and there's this big fire in the fire pit Ain't nobody got like, time for that. Yeah. Uh, so then I go to get the hose out and of course it's freezing cold. So when I'm pulling the hose out of the holster, it's an old hose that came with the house. Uh, it breaks apart because it's frozen. Um, so I'm like, oh shoot, I can't even use the hose to put this fire out. So I run back inside and I get a pitcher and start filling it up with water and just run back and forth between um, the water inside with the pitcher and pouring it on the fire until i finally put the fire out yay and there's just smoke blowing everywhere and um it hits me that like holy shnikes i seriously could have just burned down our house because i was so dumb and didn't bother pouring water over these coals
1: but in God's providence, that didn't happen.
0: Exactly. You know, what comes to mind is, and I, this may be taking it slightly out of context, whatever, is that in our weakness, he is strong. Like in my stupidity, he said, you know what? You can keep this house for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that would have been covered under our insurance because that was straight up my fault. Um, yeah, Josie. Yeah. So she didn't want to sleep. She woke up. With Samantha, yeah,
1: she went to bed late and woke up early.
0: And I'm sure you, you might have even heard some of the toys that she's been playing with, but uh, I, I just don't hear them anymore, selective hearing, because I hear them all day. <laughs> Drown them out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Oh, and then uh, after that, I woke up at like 4.30, and I see a little bit of flickering on the ceiling, again, because the uh, the window is to the side of our room. And so I look out the window, I get up out of bed and I look out the window and there's a small fire in the fire pit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to put this stupid thing out. So came back downstairs, threw my contacts back in, poured some more water on it. Um, I just hadn't gotten some of the coals that were like underneath some of the bigger pieces of wood. Um... So that was on me. But there was water like all around the fire at that point. So I wasn't too concerned, but I did want to put it out. I don't want to, I don't want a fire in our backyard while we're sleeping. That's not safe.
1: Yeah. Praise (sighs) God that like, I don't know, none of our neighbors noticed and like, you know, called 911.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that totally could have been a thing. I'm just dumb, guys. I'm dumb. I've learned my lesson. Even when it's freezing cold and it's sleeted for a few days and like there's wet wood, hot coals can still burn. Okay, I know, Captain Obvious over here. But just so that you guys know, the next time you grill, (laughs) pour water on your coals when you're done. Okay, that's my PSA for the day. Lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. So it's been pretty cold here in Austin, <laughs> um, which has been fun.
1: We've just been hanging out inside.
0: Yeah, holing up inside. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so we didn't have an episode last week.
1: Right. We uh, we were sick, and then we were out of town.
0: And then we got sick again. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you can tell, my nose is still kind of... Uh, I'm always nasally, I'm but especially nasally. You'll probably hear coughs and stuff like that on this episode because we're still recuperating. Um, if you could do us a favor and say a little prayer for us. We've kind of been like sick and then getting over sickness since like Christmas, Yeah, which is crazy. I was talking to someone at work about it yesterday and he was like, oh, I remember those years. It'll be about another 20 years until you're done. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? He's like, yeah. Whenever anyone gets sick in your family, you just pass it around and by the time it's out of everyone's system, someone else gets sick. Like, okay. Okay, this is good. This is just <laughs> now I know this is preparing, not a regular. Right. Right. This is just life, constantly being sick and or taking care of sick children. Yeah. Yeah. You agree, Josephine? Josie agrees. Okay. So that's fun. Um, sickness. So yeah, we went out of town last weekend for my cousin's wedding and, um, we weren't able to fit in an episode because of sickness. Anyways. And this one will probably be a bit of a shorter episode because of kind of recuperation of sickness as well. So sorry about that. Um, you know, we'll try and make it up to you somehow, maybe, or not. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just stop talking altogether. Maybe we'll just end the podcast. Because sickness sucks And it got the best of us We don't have anything to say We don't want to talk to each other anymore Wow The end
1: Okay (laughs) So we went out of town (laughs) And it was fun It was fun Except when I got sick
0: Except when we got sick (laughs) And trying to sleep on hotel beds
1: Someone was trying to eat a leaf
0: Oh awesome Yep That's children for you Eaten leaves leaves that are on the floor in our living room uh yeah so hotel beds man oh man how about them hotel beds what's the deal the
1: bed with
0: hotel pillows
1: well yeah the bed itself wasn't bad it was the pillows that sucked
0: horribly it was like sleeping on cotton candy it was awful it feels awesome for the first two seconds and then your head sinks in and there's nothing there. <laughs> it's like you're not even using a pillow. Um, and as much as you try and prop it up with other things, it still just caves in no matter what you're propping it in with. So you're basically sleeping on your arms. Yeah,
1: there's like no head support, neck support whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Which, granted, I will admit, we are spoiled because we yeah. got these freaking awesome memory foam pillows for Black Friday a couple of years ago which are like the opposite of that where you first put your head down and you're like, oh, this is kind of hard. And then it slowly sinks in and you're like, oh, this is amazing. (laughs) It gives you support. Um, So we've been spoiled by those guys. And so when you get the opposite of that, it's just like, oh, man, I'm not sleeping on anything and this stinks. And then on top of that, we had our kids in the room with us um, sleeping on the beds, and they had hard time sleeping, so it just we didn't get very much sleep that first night, which was especially um, bothersome because we weren't feeling a hundred percent. So the next day, like the next morning, we weren't feeling very good at all, and we were tired. So that was a fun start to our little trip, but that evening was the wedding, and the wedding was a lot of fun. We were feeling better by the evening, we um, got some rest that day. and Continental breakfast was good, and I'm sure none of you guys care about what I'm talking about, actually. Doesn't really have much to do with uh, anything except to say that we had a great time. Um, We found out that both of our kids really like dancing.
1: Well, we knew they liked dancing, but I hadn't just, I hadn't ever seen him dance that much. Yeah.
0: He was having a blast. Yeah, it it was just a different context because he's not really been around like a dance floor where people are dancing, you know? Like you play some music and sure, like mommy dances and so he starts dancing too. Right. But like when there's a whole group of people dancing, like I've never seen him react like that. He was just like loving it. And he like did this weird like um, break dancing stuff where he would like get on the floor and spin around. (laughs) Just like, kid, you are hilarious. You just well, don't know what to do with this, your body. the
1: center of attention when he would go out there and dance. Yeah. Like, everyone mm-hmm. would be like, go Ollie, go Ollie.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Our little two-year-old in his vest and uh Converse and, nice, and nice. tie. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was a lot of fun. And then Josie, of course, anytime you put on music, she'll start like.
1: Bobbing her head and. Yeah. And rocking back and forth. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. In your arms and make it hard for you to hold on and. Hope to God that you don't drop her. (laughs) Please, Lord. Um, Yeah. So she's always loved music. I mean, he's loved music too, but it was just really funny to see how much they love dancing. (laughs) They take after their mama.
1: And I've never heard Apple Bottom Jeans in a Catholic church before. It was first time for everything. So that
0: happened. (laughs) I don't know that I had actually ever heard that song all the way through, but whatever. So, this is entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, entertaining. That's a good word. <laughs> no, but we had a good time. Um, but anyways, that prevented us from creating an episode last week. Uh, and then, so we wanted to get out something this week, even though we're not feeling 100%. You hear the sniffles, you hear the coughs. Uh, we wanted to do at least a little bit of something because we didn't want to go two weeks without talking. Um, so with that said... Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? So talk to me.
1: Um,
0: obviously, we've had the things that are right in front of our face. So, sickness, taking care of the kids, going out of town, making sure all that stuff is good. Right. Coming back.
1: We've been staying going. Staying warm. We've been going through the book of Job. Yeah. In our Job. um family worship time. Gob. And, uh, and I was listening to a, uh, podcast last night i think it was actually like a live video that they just it was um jeff durbin was talking to uh indy wilson and i i okay. think it was like a live recording but i wasn't listening to it live like they just like it
0: what was like a audio? live
1: video and then they just put out the audio yeah. later on
0: andy who who is andy wilson
1: N D wilson N.
0: d wilson Yes. Andy.
1: Yeah, Doug Wilson's son. He's oh, an author. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.
0: There you go. Where are you
1: going? Um he wrote um Notes from the Tilta World. Okay. And there's another book. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. Um but anyways, they were just it was just a chat between them two. Um and he had uh I actually heard about this um a few months ago well, several months ago, um, when listening to what have you, um, Rebecca Merkel and um Rachel Jankovic's uh podcast.
0: Jankovic, what a name.
1: Yeah, because it's their brother, you know. Um he he had a brain tumor and Jeez. at the time, like, they did an episode with him, and um, they were talking to him ab- about it a little bit. And he was, he was getting ready to go. Um, I can't remember exactly where, where the surgery was, but he was, they were getting ready to travel so he could go have it removed, basically. And so then this, like, several months later, you know, he's talking to Jeff Durbin, and, you know, it's taken out and everything. Um, so I've gotten to hear him talk, like, before that happened and then after it happened. Um, but he was talking to Jeff about that whole experience and process and mentioned Job and how like when he found out that he had, excuse me, the brain tumor, he like automatically just like opened up and started reading the book of Job and just how much perspective, like reading that put on everything. Like, what he was going through was not nothing like nothing compared to what Job was going through. And,
0: Mm.
1: and even in contrast to Jesus, like what Job went through was nothing in comparison to what Jesus did and went through for us. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, it was just put in perspective for him. Like, what I'm going through, like my savior went through like a million times worse and yeah. knows my pain.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like even even comparing Job and Jesus, like mm-hmm. Job as a type of Christ in suffering, Um, especially, you know, Jesus known as the suffering servant. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way because it seems like, well, it seems like they would be a lot closer, which is crazy because, like, you think about, say, I got a brain tumor. Like, that would be really difficult to walk through. Um, like, does Andy Wilson have any kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can only imagine how difficult that would have been. And then on top of that, yeah, how much more difficult Job, uh, what he went through was, and then Jesus bearing the weight of our sin before God because like he didn't have I don't know I don't know it's interesting he didn't have his like earthly family taken away but the immense suffering that he did go through before God and no but he felt physically
1: the weight of his church of how they have sinned against him mm-hmm. on him. yeah, Like that would be, I don't even have words to explain how that would feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh man. Whew. That's intense.
1: So yeah, that was something in my head. Mm-hmm. Sorry to be a downer.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's a downer at all. I think it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just the eternal optimist, but I I just put it in terms of like...
1: Yeah, no, I do think it's comforting, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. there's nothing that you could go through that Jesus wouldn't be able to s- sympathize with.
0: Right, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my daughter. I can't cough downwards. (laughs) I can't do the vampire cough.
1: Are you having fun chewing on that water bottle?
0: Yeah, that's all the clickety clacking (laughs) is her. She's on my knee right now and just munching away at the bottom of a water bottle. Loving it. (laughs) Silly girl. Pretty awesome.
1: So is there anything you...
0: Uh, Oh yeah. So I've, I've been reading. Okay. So backstory on this. Yay. I always give backstories. Um, (laughs) so our church is going through, so we, we got our new senior pastor back in October and we're going through just some changes from like a staff perspective and re kind of like thinking. And I say rethinking, I mean, it's not necessarily staff, although staff does have input. It's kind of just like higher level, like elders, pastors, are kind of retooling our um, like mission statement and things like that. So like the direction of our church and how to kind of orient all the ministries that the church is going to be doing uh, things like that um, from a marketing perspective or from a business perspective, I suppose you could call it rebranding our church. That just feels really weird to say about a church, you know, it's like, but um in those the basic idea is the same as like rebranding. So with that said, um I have, like from a personal standpoint, you know, the last year I read through the Bible and I was thinking through what I wanted to start reading at the start of the year. And um because of all this change that's happening at the church, I wanted to kind of ground myself in um, a better understanding or a more concrete understanding of what the church is. And so I've started reading Acts, um, where the church, like, where where the church was formed, basically. And so it's to get a better understanding of what God calls the church to do and to be.
1: Cool, 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 cool.
0: So, in addition to reading the text of Scripture, I've also been going through um, the St. Andrew's commentary on Acts. So R.C. Sproul, mm, mm-hmm. um, the late great R.C. Sproul, his his it's basically like a collection of his sermons that have been like um, edited down into sort of I mean they're they're pretty short chapters. Yeah. In in yeah, the Yeah, I'm going
1: through the same, except it's Romans. For, for Romans. Romans. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to see his perspective and and um, yeah, just his commentary, and it's it's a long form commentary commentary because again it's like his sermons Mm -hmm. like what he exposits from the text and um that's been really cool there are just some portions that i want to read because um they kind of talk about and i feel like they talk about them better than uh, a, a couple things that we have mentioned on previous episodes things that we've talked about talked about i read like two sentences by sprawl and i'm like you just summed up everything we talked about in 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) you're so much smarter than i am um so i've got a couple paragraphs here hopefully it doesn't get too long-winded um but i'm just like yes yes this is so good (laughs) um this was from my reading yesterday but it's out of acts two um where peter is preaching you know so like pentecost happens and um the church there is able to speak in a language that everyone who hears is able to hear them in their own language so they're like what are these guys drunk what's going on um and peter stands up and he starts preaching and he's like no they're not drunk it's only the the beginning of the morning um you know so so here's here's what has happened and you know god has has given us his spirit um anyway so he's preaching um starting in verse 23 it says um this is peter talking about jesus him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of god you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death so this is Sproul's commentary on the on that verse here we see another marvelous example of the doctrine of concurrence Okay, that's a nice word, um, <laughs> which is critical to our understanding of the providence of God or how God rules over the world. We're told in the Westminster Confession that God, from all eternity, did by His most wise and holy counsel of His own will, freely and inter- excuse me, freely and unchangeably ordain whatsoever comes to pass. So basically, God is sovereign, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sproul again. If He didn't, He wouldn't be God. If He didn't, He wouldn't be sovereign. However. His sovereign foreordination of all things, says the confession, is not carried out in such a way as to eliminate secondary causes or do violence to the will of the creature. So like we talked about in our free will episode, we do have a will and it's real. Um, So Sproul continues, that is when God brings his will to pass, he works in, through, and by the real decisions of real people. The classic example is Joseph before his brothers. At the time of their reunion, they were terrified that Joseph would wreak revenge against them. But Joseph put them at ease. He said, "Of their atrocious act of betrayal against him, <laughs> you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good." In Genesis fifty Josie, twenty. Josie,
1: read the room. <laughs>
0: Joseph's brothers acted treacherously and delivered Joseph into slavery, but God was working through it for his own good purposes. It's difficult to conceive of the greatness and majesty of his sovereignty that God can bring his goodness to pass even through wretched sin. I think that's so cool. I mean, again, he just kind of like summed that up so well that God uses the real actions of sinners and uses it in a way that brings about good. So he is not sinful. God right. is not doing the sin. He has foreordained the sin that occurs because of the real actions of real people. And he uses that sinfulness to bring about his glorious purpose, which is just crazy. I mean, it seems like a paradox. But um, yeah, I just think Sproul, um summed that up so well. Uh, I've got one more little paragraph here um, where he continues. At the same time, we cannot say, look at the good that God has brought out of my sin. Nor could Judas go and boast before the throne of God's judgment and say, were it not for my act of betrayal, there would have been no cross. And without the cross, there would be no redemption. So you owe it all to me for my wonderful work of bringing to pass your salvation. No, the only intention Judas had was to get his hands on the 30 pieces of silver but God trumped Judas' desire and brought to pass the cross. This is what Peter was saying here. The men of Israel meant to destroy Jesus of Nazareth, but in the process, they were working out nothing less than the eternal will of God. Nevertheless, Peter said their work was lawless and they were culpable for that. So that just kind of sums up the fact that when we intend sin, it is actually sin, even though it brings about god's will for us and in our lives and in the lives of others it is still sin and that's that's why i say like these are real actions that real people take Uh, and why we can't say like uh, my sin is fine because it was part of god's plan well (sighs) that you should not then conclude that it's okay to sin And that God's just going to use it anyway. No, we fight against our sin.
1: Yeah, Paul has something to say about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, But it's kind of like this balancing act. By no means. (laughs) It's kind of this balancing act, right? And I mean, okay, so we'll take it into uh, uh, a very uh, recent context, right? It was really stupid of me (laughs) to uh, not pour water over those coals, right? That was really dumb. But God, in his sovereignty, decided that there wouldn't be that much of a, a repercussion for that. So I can acknowledge that I was really stupid and that that was really dumb. I don't know if I'd say that that was sinful, uh, but it was really dumb. And um, still acknowledge that God like, worked through that and protected us. And I know in the future, I will not continue to be stupid and rely on... Um, god to protect us obviously he will but i'm not going to presume that and take away my own uh, blame in the matter and so the same the same deal with sin like we do we are culpable for the things that we do we take the blame for the things that we do even if it brings about something good um which which is just all the more amazing you turn the tables and you look at it from god's point of view that he can even take the most heinous crimes and work them for good is is amazing and and it, uh, it baffles me that people um if you don't believe in a god if you don't believe in like a purpose for the universe uh that it's just the total opposite of where we have this God who has purpose in absolutely everything, even the things that we can't see. So we're talking about Job, and Job couldn't see the end from the beginning. Uh, and that's why he kind of wallowed in, I was going to say self-pity. I don't even know if it's necessarily self-pity. There, there was certainly some of that, but just um, in the fact that he saw God as not being just because he couldn't see what God was doing through all of his suffering. Um, But we have the luxury of being able to see that and see how amazing God is through all that. So. Amen. Sorry, more coughing.
1: So sorry for all the ridiculous back noise happening.
0: That's okay. I'll edit it out in post.
1: Coughing, blowing noses, a baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, with that... Yeah, Josie needs to eat. Did you have any uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about today, this morning, for this episode? No. Okay, cool. Any recommendations before we sign off? I know you started watching something on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Oh, what's it called? Oh, somebody feed Phil. I think it used to be called something else. And then I think Netflix Netflix kind of took it over and renamed it. Because when I went, when I saw it and went to watch it, I was like, oh, I've watched this before. But then I noticed that like all the episodes were different places. Like they they weren't oh, the wow. episodes that I had watched. But it was considered like part one. So it's like, okay, I guess they redid it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. But um, oh, I can't remember his last name. But he's the creator of everyone every everybody loves Raymond. Okay. I can't r can never remember if it's everyone loves Raymond or everybody loves Raymond. Everybody. Okay, everybody loves Raymond. Okay.
0: Their bodies love him too.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, he's the creator of that. He's a Jewish guy. He's really funny.
0: He's very Jewish. <laughs> He's very Jewish, yes. It's um, really cute.
1: Yeah. Um and he just travels around, goes to different countries and uh eats food, tries different things, and I like it a lot.
0: Talks about it in a very Jewish way.
1: Yeah. But it's so cute cuz like his brother is also like one of the producers and so mm. um Like you get to see them interact sometimes. And then Mm. he always does like a video chat with his parents in every episode. yeah. And that's really cute because his parents are so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways.
0: Yeah. And if you've watched Everybody Loves, I mean, it's not the greatest show in the world, but you do get a feel of like, okay, you can tell that he created it or that he had his hands in it. Just because that show is very centered around their family dynamic. Yeah. And, well, it's
1: basically based on his life.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of tell just by the way that he interacts with people. He's very kind of like family or like community oriented, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to say it, but that's what I mean by like he's very Jewish is just like his whole worldview comes through and it's very just kind of quaint and uh, I used the word earlier, cute. Is that weird? that a grown adult male is calling another grown adult male cute? I don't know.
1: No, I um, i don't know. It's just an adjective. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess care. so. Uh, but yeah,
0: so that's a fun show. Yeah. It's funny. I like
1: it. I also just like any show about food.
0: Yeah, yeah. But when you have a particularly... Um, I was going to say compelling, but I, I guess it just... When the main character is done really well in the mm-hmm. show, it just is kind of engaging, and it's a different kind of engaging. It's not—it's right. not like he grabs your attention, but it's just like, oh, he's kind—he of, is very him. Mm-hmm. He's not putting—he doesn't seem like he's putting on an act.
1: Right. It's just him. Yeah.
0: So he's very likable and very just like, oh, you're lost in another country eating food. <laughs> you're awesome.
1: But, like, it makes me want to go to all these different countries. Yeah. Like, the first episode that I watched was he went to Thailand. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I want Thai food so bad. (laughs) Everything looked so delicious. Instead, I I just grilled
0: chicken. Dang.
1: I could totally go to Thailand and eat all this food. (laughs) Except not because. Oh, man. Can't afford to do that.
0: Yeah, that'd be kind of difficult. I thought Josie was choking for a second, but she was just yawning. (laughs) She's eating Cheerios now.
1: My little girl's
0: growing up. I
1: know, she's eight months old. Yeah. And like way far ahead of where Ollie was at eight months.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, she's like ready to walk. It's insane. Um,
1: Ollie didn't want until he was 18 months
0: yeah it took him a while (laughs) but now he's like telling you the what words what letter words start with and Mm -hmm. i'm just like what my baby's a genius uh my younger sister will get that reference but i don't think she listens to this um okay so i've got uh, i'm trying to rack my brain for recommendations i've got a nerdy recommendation that i just found out about finally listened to yesterday is a podcast called the nintendo power podcast do you uh do sounds you, like your kind of thing do you remember the magazine in the 90s nintendo mm-hmm. power do you
1: mm-hmm. have any
0: idea what that is okay i subscribed to it when i was a kid because my parents were cool um for a couple <laughs> years but it's funny because they were like, only
1: cool for a couple of years n-
0: no 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 i just <laughs> it just blows my mind it's like they actually spent money on that that's crazy thinking about it like thinking they, back, they you. did they did and so that's what i mean is like super cool i remember because like i would ask for a renewal of the subscription for my birthday for a few years and so that was fun um but it, and it's funny because it covered like new video games and we always had old systems so like i could see what new games there were but i would never be able to play those games i would just read about them but it was still so much fun anyways uh that magazine went under a couple years ago um, because it's a magazine and no one buys magazines anymore, especially for video game stuff, because like new video game news is all over the internet, all over YouTube. Um, so you can get that stuff wherever, all over Twitter. So anyways, they resurrected the magazine in the form of a podcast. And so I was a little wary going into it. I was like, oh, cause the, ma- I mean, let's be real. Nintendo power was mostly just ads for Nintendo games. It's kind of like that movie, the wizard like, sure, someone had a vision, an artistic vision to tell a story. No, no, they wanted to sell you video games, so they stuck in a bunch <laughs> of video game ads and made video games look super cool throughout that movie. I love that it's movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie, but it is like 75% ads and 25% movie. Um, and that's how the magazine was. It's like, it told you about these video games, but of course, it's from Nintendo, so they're going to tell you every video game is awesome. Even the ones that aren't very good, they'll be like, Oh, it has some drawbacks, but you should play it, because give us money. Because um, you love us. Yeah. So I figured that's what the podcast was going to be, and I was very pleasantly surprised. So the first episode talked about, it was like a recap of 2017, which was kind of cool. with With He was interviewing some people from Nintendo of America, and so like from their perspective, some of the cool things that they've seen over the past year, because the Nintendo Switch came out. Um, But then they went into an extended interview with the creators of the newest Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. And that was super cool to hear about how they, like, turned their ideas into the game and how the game was formed. Um, Just hearing about stuff like some of the mechanics that came along from the game, like being able to climb up mountains. And the game actually came before um, some of the story bits, and it kind of drove some of the story, like... Their idea behind climbing, they didn't even start off like, okay, Link can climb in this game. Their idea was, this game is going to be open, and so we want whenever you push the forward button for Link to continue going. Like, we don't want you to ever feel like you're stopped from going somewhere. And uh, that's just such a cool concept. Like, creatively, that's such a cool concept to base a video game on, and then to see the mechanics of how that worked out was, well, now he can climb. So you can always push up and even if he runs into an obstacle, well, he can jump over it or he can climb up it or something like that. And you have limitations on that. But I just thought that was super cool how it came from idea to implementation. Um, And you're just like, your eyes are glazing over. You don't even care. So so I just recommend Nintendo Power Podcast. It was cool. I think it's only one episode right now, but check it out. It's good stuff.
1: I have a random question for you. Mm
0: Mm-hmm yes I do um, have to pee oh
1: well then <laughs> Sorry. I won't ask do we need to shut this off so you can go pee no it's fine oh, okay I
0: always have to pee after the podcast anyways
1: um, oh no you dropped a cheerio um do you think that Christians will outbreed the rest of society
0: um I think you have to segment what you mean by the rest of society um So I think it depends on your worldview. I think by and large, the atheist worldview does not value procreation. Um, And so atheists, in general, in general, so if you're an atheist and you're listening to this, um, I, I don't mean necessarily you, but that worldview does not produce very many people who reproduce. Um, so, in that sense, yes, I think Christian Christians do value Scripture, values children, right, and values it very highly, and family very highly. So, Bible believing Christians, I believe their worldview um, creates people who have children. Uh, in again, in general, there are people who are single. Um, there are people who can't have children. Um, but even then there are ways around in like adoption and you see the picture of the gospel in that, but children in general are very highly valued in a Christian mm-hmm. worldview if you are a Bible believing Christian. So I do think in that comparison, yes, that said <clears throat> there are other worldviews like the Muslim worldview that sees having children as a way of, um, continuing their worldview, their religion mm-hmm. of of um, Islam. So Muslims tend to have a lot of children as well. So will Christians outbreed <laughs> Muslims? Not necessarily um, because they're... Christianity is not as... Um, I can't think of the right word, but not as like harsh. Um, I, I, th- I think there are different... There's more like balance in Christianity. So you're not going to be condemned if you don't have kids. Um, Now, I think you should definitely, you know, consider that because uh, the worldview of Christianity, again, highly values children. And so like you ought to as well in whatever form or fashion that looks like. Um, But I I would say the Islamic worldview is much more rigid. And so it's Mm -hmm. like this is something you need to do. Um, you need to outbreed the rest of the world. I keep saying that breed, but that <laughs> sounds so. Well, cold. I only
1: I only used that word because. So there was this article. Oh gosh, I can't remember who it was by, but he he was basically just saying he was talking about the worldview of um, like feminists or people who mm-hmm. um believe that. Um, people who have more than like two or three children should be shamed. For, oh, like, yeah. Like people shouldn't have more children than that.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I saw that headline. You posted it on Facebook. It was like people who have five children should be shamed yeah, for their decisions. Yeah, like that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks, mom and dad. I was one of five.
1: <laughs> yeah, stuff like that just makes me want to have a ton of kids. Um, just to shove it in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm um, gonna ch-
0: shove my children in your face. <laughs>
1: um, but some the, I saw that and posted because I saw I saw it in another group. Um, and the person who posted it in the other group was like, um, said, "I'm so glad that we will outbreed these people one day or something <laughs> like that." Yikes! Yeah, and I was like, huh i hadn't like thought about it that way like but it's true like if they're if they don't value having children and they're not going to have children and we do then yeah like that's naturally what would happen Mm -hmm. which i think it would be a good thing to have more christians on earth than not (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i mean again assuming assuming the children would be christians as well it's not necessarily a 100% 100% thing, but certainly they are blessed by their right. Christian parents and, and taught in that way. Um, you know, people can go different ways. They can grow up non-Christians and then become Christians later. They can right. grow up yeah. within the church and then apostate. Um, but yes, by and large, yeah. I, I My my thought was maybe not so harsh, um, but like, let's see how that argument holds up in 100 years. Mm-hmm. You know, like people on your side of the aisle are not going to be around to say that whereas yeah. people who are having children uh, will continue to have children and their children will have children right you now. So yeah, um, argument over <laughs> uh, No, just by the sheer force of our children. <laughs> yeah. Now that's, that's an interesting way, way to look at it. And, um, and I mean, again, that's, that's a way that a uh, Muslim, my understanding is that Muslim people do um, see that as a, as a way to continue on uh, to create more Muslims basically is to have more children. Um, yeah. So,
1: well, yeah, cause um, that's a, a works based faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Their God has no mercy. Right. Um, all right. Well, I think I think our work here is done for this week. We made an episode. We got some coughs in, some sniffles in. We got some Josie in there.
1: Yeah, Josie.
0: Um, hopefully we made a little bit of sense. Got you some recommendations for some cool stuff to check out over the next week. Um, yeah, if you want to hit us up, um, updates and stuff are on Twitter. I did last week tweet out that we weren't going to have an episode. Um, and our handle is at... So underscore talk to me. Um, You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yes, please. Hear what you're thinking. Send us ideas of what to talk about.
0: We can talk about all kinds of stuff or not. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Yeah. Tell your friends or don't tell your friends. Whatever. Just talk to someone. Right. So until next time, we'll catch you later. Peace out. Go talk to your friends or your spouse or your dog. No, don't talk to your dog. Find a person to talk to.
1: I mean, you can talk to your dog, but they're not really going to talk back. Yeah. Take your dog on a walk.
0: Find a person at a dog park and talk to them. (laughs) Boom. Drop the mic. I'm out. (laughs)